Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Patriots, it's a great honor to have with us President Donald Trump. President Trump, how are you, sir? Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great, President Trump. Good. Uh, I imagine you saw most of this press conference. And, well, uh, I did. And Joe Biden said he's had a enormous progress during his presidency. I don't see it that yeah. way. Do you? Well, progress in destroying our country, yes. I think that's been tremendous. Uh, he also said something that I assume was a mistake, but he said he expects Putin to go in. He said, uh, I expect him to go in, to go into Ukraine. And I thought that was a very unusual answer. I don't know if he knew what he was saying, because it was he said that as part of another question. And he was a little confused because he tried to correct something. But uh, that that was a strange answer. No, I've watched him. I mean, it's not a, hey, I'd like him to do well. You want to know the truth? Forget about politics. I'd love him to do well. I'd love him to be representing our country. I think it's the lowest our country's ever been. I believe that what happened in Afghanistan, the way we got out, I got it down to 2,000 soldiers. I was the one that did that. That was the heavy lift. But the way we were going to get out with dignity and strength and keep Bagram, and uh, because of China, because it's one hour from the nuclear weapons plant. But the way we got out was, I think, the lowest point in the history of our country. And you look with, a seven, with the $85 billion worth of equipment, $85 billion, nobody even knows, knows what that means, Mark. It means 700,000 machine guns, guns. It means 70,000 trucks. 70,000. There's no company in the country that has 70,000 cars, trucks. It's, and these are seriously expensive things. The whole thing was just so horrible. But you look at the border with millions of people coming in. You look at inflation. You look at no more energy independence. No, it's, uh, we have a much different country than we had a year ago. President Trump, you said something at the beginning that caught my attention, too, and concerns me a lot. 
a commander-in-chief saying that he expects Russia to invade Ukraine? Now, don't you think yeah. Vladimir Putin heard that, too? Well, yeah, and, and it was like, the problem is, it was like, nothing's going to be done, you know, in other words, uh, yeah, I expect him. Now, maybe it was a mistake, because it was said in the middle of another sentence and another thought. But he said, use the words, expects that he's going in. And I thought that was strange. Mm-hmm. Whether you don't want it to happen, or did, you know, I just thought it was a very strange thought to be putting out there that he expects him to go in. And nobody seems to pick it up because the reporters are the most friendly group of reporters I've ever seen. They don't even ask questions. They make positive statements and then mm-hmm. sit down. And I haven't seen one hostile question. I haven't watched all of it. But not even hostile, just one fair question. And it's an interesting thing. It's a phenomenon because I've never seen this happen except with him. But he'll look down, he'll get a name, and then he'll read off the name, and that's the reporter he's got. Then that reporter, he or she, will ask a question. Then he'll look down again and read from his notes and give the answer. I never had that lovely option. (laughs) I wish I had the (laughs) option. I don't want that option, to be honest with you, and I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want it. But uh, it's it's a very weird thing. I assume you noticed that also, Mark. I noticed I noticed a lot of things. I noticed uh, things that are affecting the American people directly. Um, yeah. He thinks things are going pretty swimmingly. They didn't talk about crime. They didn't talk about well, what's going on in the classrooms. They didn't talk about right. what's happening at the border. Um, yeah. And he was there for almost two hours, and none of that came up. Don't you find that remarkable? Well, crime is so bad. It's so out of control. When you look at these kids being shoved off subway stations in New York, off platforms, right into a train, coming in full speed, and a young woman's thrown right into the train, right into the face of the train, killed instantly. And then you look at what happened with the young lady selling in a furniture store, selling furniture and somebody walks in and knifes her to death. And nothing happens to these people. Nothing happens. The crime is so out of control, and it's it's not even believable, frankly, what's going on. Democrat-run cities. Democrat-run cities. Terrible. You know, President Trump, uh, uh, Biden said repeatedly, he said, what do the Republicans stand for? Did he miss your four years? I mean, I think during your four years, you made yeah. it abundantly clear what you stood for. Did you not? <laughs> well, I think so. Energy independent, the strongest border we've ever had. And that includes drugs, not just people and human traffickers. And it includes we had the we, we cut down drugs at a level that nobody thought was possible. And uh, now they're going to be now they're I hear 12 times higher than they've ever been. 12 times, Mark. And if you look at if you look at the drugs that are coming in now, nobody thought it was possible to do that. They're just running through with large trucks loaded up with drugs. Nobody's there to stop them. You know, the wall is is built other than a few sections could have taken three weeks to finish it. And he doesn't want it to be finished. It's uh, it's one of the reasons that we were so successful. You know, our numbers, especially in the last year, once we got real control of it, our numbers were fantastic, and our numbers on drugs were fantastic and stopping. And, uh, you know, you look at what's happening, rebuilding the military, opening Space Force, uh, Anwar, getting Anwar. Ronald Reagan couldn't get Anwar done, and we got it done. 
the largest drilling site in the world. They ended that. The Keystone Pipeline, great. I ended the Russian pipeline. You know, that was dead. And then he came in and let it happen. And by the way, Germany's going to pay a big price because Germany might as well wave the flag of surrender to Russia if something should ever happen, because they're going to be basing a lot of their energy on Russian energy coming in through the Nord Stream 2. Nobody ever heard of Nord Stream 2 until I got involved. And, you know, Putin wasn't happy about it. He said to me, you're killing me on the pipeline. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, that's the way it goes. But, you know, <laughs> we have we had a good relationship, but it's it was it was tough when they have a phony Russia narrative. You know, they had the Russia, Russia, oh, yeah. Russia hoax. And so that always makes it a little tougher. But we had we we could have done very well with Russia, frankly, but we did stop that. And uh, you wouldn't have had a Ukraine situation. You wouldn't have a Taiwan situation with China. And uh, Kim Jong Un is now well, and Iran. Uh, Iran would have been signed within the first week. A great deal would have been signed with Iran within the first week, and China wouldn't be buying their oil at levels that they've never bought before. You know, China is making them rich because they're buying. They would have never bought the oil with me. They never did. They would have never bought the oil with me. During your presidency, unemployment was low, inflation was low. You had a battleless mm-hmm. pandemic. You came up with vaccines, and uh, you came up with uh, use, the use of antibodies and so forth and right. so on. And, and I noticed, yeah, therapeutics. And I listened to Biden. He talks about there's never been an effort like his effort to get people vaccinated. And I and I'm thinking yeah. to myself, President Trump. Um, during your presidency, he did everything he could, I thought, to sabotage your effort, and he blamed you for every single death that occurred during this pandemic. And he doesn't get That's questioned right. about that. Not, not even not even a question so far that I've heard. And it's very interesting because, as you know, more people have died with all of the advantages he had because we had that really running good. But more people have died during this period of time than than the last and and we didn't have the advantage of all of the things we have now and it's largely because they don't trust him you know we didn't have a problem with the mandates are bad but we didn't have a problem with mandates people wanted to get the shot and you know we got that out much sooner we got it done in nine months versus five years five to twelve years they said it was going to take i got it done the fda does not like me i will tell you that but we got it done very quickly and very effectively and you look at what's what's happened with him. And, you know, a very bad thing he did was the pause with Johnson and Johnson. That was a very bad thing. It sent a very bad signal. But uh, we we didn't have a problem where people didn't want to take the shots. There was nothing. And then all of a sudden, it, you know, happened and happened. And I really believe it's because they don't trust him. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe Biden says he's not moved to the left. Peter Ducey said to him, why are you trying to take the country to the left? He says, I'm a moderate. I'm not a socialist. I'm not Bernie Sanders. I think his actions defy that, don't they? Well, he says all that. He said that during the debates. He said that during his debates with other Democrats. And but it's not true. And, you know, what he said on on energy. You look at what he said on energy. Look at what you you take a look at religion, what's going on there. You what, what you know, the stances that these Democrats these radical left Democrats are taking. Uh, no, he said all of these things that that were very moderate. And then he uh-huh. 
did things that nobody could believe. Bernie Sanders cannot believe what's happening. He said, I would have never gotten away with any of this stuff. It's, uh, it's, not, it's not really even believable, Mark, what's happening. I mean, he's, it, and I don't think it's him. It's a group of people, I guess. It's, you know, you know the names, perhaps. But it's a group of people that are crazy, radical left communists. Mm-hmm. And that's where the country is going. You know, I used to say we're going to be Venezuela on steroids, or we're going to be Venezuela large scale. And that's where we're heading as a country. That's exactly where we're heading. This January 6th committee, which is filled with uh, Nancy Pelosi flunkies pretty much, and uh, never Trumpers, and we've never really seen anything like this out of the House of Representatives. I just want to ask you a question. You you leave the presidency. They they hounded you with impeachment. They hounded you with criminal investigation. They hounded you at the FBI, the intel agencies. The media endlessly hounded you, for which they handed themselves Pulitzer prizes. It was all phony. Now we have this January sixth thing, which is almost like a third impeachment committee. They're subpoenaing everybody they possibly can. You have yeah. members of this committee going on TV talking about, well, we're looking for indictments and so forth, which is unconstitutional. Members of Congress are not criminal mm-hmm. investigators. Then you've got to deal with this attorney general in New Jersey and this Manhattan DA. And What is it about you? They scare, you're, you apparently scare the hell out of these people that they really want to put a stake through your heart. Well, there's never been anything like this. Uh, you look at, they've weaponized all of these law enforcement agencies. And we didn't, you know, and it's a bad thing to do. But we didn't. We didn't do anything with regard to his son. We didn't do, you know, they come after my kids who are great kids. And uh, just, it's, it's a disgrace, but they've weaponized it. And the people that are doing it are people that campaigned. You look at the attorney general in New York. You t- just take a look at that. And these are people that that this is a woman that went out and campaigned on getting Trump. She got into office by viciously campaigning about Trump. I used to hear about her and say, who the hell is that? And it was horrible what she was saying. And then she gets in and and even after she was in, she she thought it was so funny. She went on The View a couple of weeks ago and, and, you know, very threatening, very horrible that you're allowed to do that. And you're not really allowed to do that. You're not really allowed to do that. There was a name, a man named Maurice Najari years ago. I don't know if you remember that name, Mark. No. I think you're not much too young to remember. But he was a prosecutor out of control. And it was a very bad thing for the state of New York and the country and all. And uh, he ended up burning and crashing. You know, it was very interesting because she ran for governor. She went after Cuomo, as you possibly have heard. Mm-hmm. And uh, right after that, she ended up running for governor. She got no poll numbers. It was a disaster. Uh, she was gone for six weeks. And then she said, she's going back to do big things. I wonder what she meant by big things, right? Mm-hmm. But this shouldn't be taking place in our country. Never, Nothing like this has ever happened. We had the Russia, Russia, Russia. We had the impeachment hoax number one, number two. We had the Mueller no collusion report after two years, no collusion. But nothing like this has ever happened. You know, uh, as I was watching Biden, he seemed to be in his own world, President Trump, in this respect. I mean, he thinks things are going very well. The country's more united, even though we have to do more. Um, Is this... uh, 
I mean, this is a big problem when he's completely out of touch like this. I mean, the polls are awful for him, and he says, I don't believe the yeah. polls. He just dismisses them. What do you make of that? Well, that's the way they ran their campaign, too. And, you know, it wasn't going to be Biden. It was going to be Bernie or somebody. They were surprised it was Biden. But when it was, they, they got him around. He was the vessel. And they got him around, and they're putting in things that nobody ever dreamt possible. Our country is not the same. Our country right now, we have millions and millions of people living here. You'll be hearing from those people someday. But we have millions, and in, in a very bad way, we have millions of people in this country that should not be here, that came in illegally. Uh, you look at what happened with the plane lift. They talk about this wonderful plane lift. Three percent of the people were vetted. We have no idea who these people are. And many of the people are gone. They have no idea where they are. You'll be hearing about it. It'll be a sad day for New York and sad day for this country. Uh, I mean, many people are missing. You know that the, and the Afghans come in. Mm -hmm. You have terrorists come in that group. I don't, I don't fear saying that. You have terrorists coming in that group. They have no idea who they are. Coming, coming through the southern border, you don't just have the four countries. You have many. They, they said last week 121 different countries, people coming in. We have no idea who they are. And they talk about masks and they talk about vaccines. They don't have masks or vaccines. Uh, but if you come in that way, you don't have to have, you know, everything is fine. Now, it's very sad what's happening to our country. Very, It's at the lowest point it's ever been at. And as bad as the wall is, and, and you know, he could have finished the wall in three weeks, and as bad as the borders, all the different things that they've messed up, including our military with the woke generals. We have great generals. I know a lot of them. We, I knocked out ISIS, as you know, 100% of the caliphate. We have great generals, but not the guys on television. The guys on television are terrible generals. But as bad as it all is, the worst thing was what happened with the Afghan leaving. I think that was the lowest moment in the history of our country. It was, it was as though we uh, surrendered. And you had the 13 young soldiers killed, but you had many, many wounded, horribly wounded. And we left hostages behind. We moved the military out first. We didn't keep Bagram. And China's now taking Bagram, in my opinion. That's what's happening. And Bagram is, a, a, you know, billions of dollars it cost many years ago to build it. And it's right next to China. You had to keep it. And we would have left with dignity and with strength. But $85 billion, nobody even knows what that represents. They have no idea. When they hear $85 billion, you know, they say, oh, you mean $85 million. I say, no, that's a lot of money, too, $85 billion. And uh, I think it was the lowest point in the history of our country. President Trump, we don't have a ton of time left, and I want to thank you for the time that you're, uh, that you're here. I want to ask you a question about elections. Biden and the Democrats are saying if you don't vote for and support our radical takeover and nationalization of the voting system, which would enshrine the Democrat Party in the majority for the foreseeable future and undermine the Constitution, every one of these Republican state legislatures, then the next election could be corrupt because the Republicans are trying to prevent minorities from voting. Now, when they yeah. speak like that, are they not trashing our voting system? Are they not undermining the, the belief in the voting system that they accuse you of doing? Yeah. Well, the election, the last election was a third world election. It was a horrible thing that took place. It was rigged. It was bad in so many ways, so horrible. 
And now they want to go a step further, and they want to take it so that essentially a Republican could never be elected again if a thing like that passed. Uh, what they want to do, I mean, think of it, no voter ID. Uh, many, many, they have aspects in this that nobody can even believe. But mail-in voting all over the place, which is a very, very weak form of voting. In fact, if you look at Jimmy Carter, I guess, and Baker had a commission, and they said the one thing you don't want to do is vote by mail. Right. And we got a, a we got a sample of that, Mark, just recently, and it was a terrible it was a terrible thing that happened to our country. No, they don't stop. They want to try and get this. They want to federalize it, and uh, it shouldn't be allowed. But we're going to see what happens. We're going to see what happens. I'd like to see different leadership fighting it. You know, when Mitch McConnell gave them two months, that was a killer. That was a mm. killer. That was a absolute. That was uh, two months to get their act together, and they did. So we'll see what happens. And uh, when do you think you'll decide or make public your decision to run or not? I'm not going to put you on the spot. You're not going to announce it. No, yet, I but, appreciate yeah. that. Well, you know, the campaign finance laws sort of make you do it a certain way. But mm -hmm. I think the people on your show, and, and congratulations, because you have a tremendously big hit show. Thank and you. I congratulate you. It's amazing what you've been able to do, both on television and on radio. And, uh, you know, it was so great. We, I went on your television show, and because of that, the book, the book that we came out with, which is beautiful pictures and everything, but it, it, was, uh, it was just incredible how it sold. It's a great book. Our journey together, yeah. It sold, it sold very importantly, very big, with your television show. That I did a, I, actually, we did a double, right? We did a double take. That's right. And triple. it was great. And, well, it got to be a triple because of yeah. breaking news one night, pretty big breaking news. Yeah. But, uh, you know, your show's a great success, and I, I think it's great. Oh, it, I think it's wonderful. We've and by sold, the way, uh, yeah. over 200,000 books already. Forty-five. Wow. It's called 45books.com for yep. any of your people that want to buy it. But it's been a great success. 45books.com, 45books.com. It is a beautiful book, particularly yeah, well, because my wife you, and your wife are in there. That's right. That's right. And they both look great. They both look great. But we've had a lot of fun with it. It's been a, it's been a wonderful success. But I'm, I'm serious. When I did your show, it really had a, it had a oh, tremendous impact. It's been a very big seller. Well, Mr. President, I want to thank you for coming on. It's been a year now. Thank you. Uh, and yeah. uh, a lot of people I know say, "Good Lord, where's Trump when we need him? This is just too much yeah. to take." And I think Fair a lot of watch. people think that way. Well. It's sad to watch, but uh, something will happen. But it's when you look at what's going on now, it's we're at a level that we've never been at before. I think it's a, it's a very sad thing, and I just want to thank you, Mark. All the best to you, Mr. President, and your family. And God bless you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Mark. See you soon. That was President Donald Trump. First reaction to the Biden press conference. You can see the difference, can't you? Absolutely. We'll be right back. My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. 
Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month, and you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love freedom make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for free. Imprimus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. You know, folks, no sooner did I finish the interview with the former president, President Trump, than the Supreme Court issues a decision. Eight to one. Reminds me of the independent counsel statute. Mine's been the independent counsel statute, where the Supreme Court upheld that statute by a vote of 8 to 1, with Antonin Scalia being the one. I must tell you that I'm getting sick and tired of defending this court. I really am. And Barrett is a disaster. Kavanaugh's a disaster, but they're not the only ones. So let me tell you what happened here. They ducked. The way NBC writes it, the Supreme Court rejected a request by former President Donald Trump to block White House records from being sent to a House Select Committee investigating January 6th Capitol riot, as they write it. Let me tell you something. The Democrats are going to rule the day because as more and more, as more and more of the walls that protect separation of powers and protect one administration from an incoming administration are broken, are climbed successfully, the more they're exposed. And I would warn the court the same with them. It doesn't just go between the legislature and the executive. Trump had lost efforts in two lower federal courts to block the panel from getting more than 700 pages of records. He'd argue that he had the authority as a former president to invoke executive privilege to prevent disclosure of the records. You'll have the legal analysts going on TV telling you why this is such a brilliant decision. It's a disastrous decision. A disastrous decision, just like the access to his tax records. And the Republicans have also made noises, and let's hope they follow up on this, that they intend to pursue Democrat members of this administration... And when Joe Biden leaves office, he will now be subjected to having his tax returns looked at, his family's tax returns looked at. He will now be subjected to potential committee hearings by Republicans appointed by Republicans and Democrats appointed by Republicans. And the Supreme Court will create precedent that he cannot protect his prior position and what he did in his prior position thanks to himself. Let's see. President's lawyers had argued unsuccessfully in the lower courts that he had the authority as a former president to invoke executive privilege to prevent disclosure of the records. 
Joe Biden had declined to invoke executive privilege for the records because he's working with Pelosi and the committee, obviously. In its decision today, the Supreme Court said the questions whether and in what circumstances a former president may obtain a court order preventing disclosure of privilege records from his tenure in office in the face of a determination by the incumbent president to waive the privilege are unprecedented and raise serious and substantial concerns. But, so let's stop there first. So this wasn't some Mickey Mouse challenge, as the legal analysts had suggested. Even the court had to acknowledge this was a real deal. But the court noted the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit, which is now a court that's packed by Democrats. They added seats when Harry Reid, the great Harry Reid, the iconic Harry Reid, was the Senate leader. And Obama was the president. They did to the circuit court what they want to do to the Supreme Court. But I don't know why they even bother doing it to the Supreme Court. They've got the chief justice in their back pocket. They got this Barrett, who we all fought for, in their back pocket. They got Brett Kavanaugh in their back pocket. Gorsuch blew it. Even Alito blew this one. Because the Court of Appeals, they wrote, concluded that President Trump's claim would have failed even if he were the incumbent. His status as a former president necessarily made no difference to the court's decision. That is a major sidestep. Major sidestep. Well, even if he'd been president executive privilege would not have held. That's what they say. Of course, it's bull. Of the nine Supreme Court justices, only Justice Clarence Thomas would have granted Trump's application for an injunction, blocking the release of the records to the select committee. So they could have allowed an injunction to go forward, ladies and gentlemen, and allowed for a fulsome a fulsome litigation over this subject where the issues are comprehensively and thoroughly vetted by the courts. But that was too much for the Supreme Court, too much for the Circuit Court, loaded with Democrats, too much for the District Court in Washington, loaded with Democrats. They're in a hurry, you see, to get this done before 2022 and certainly before 2024. And what this committee is doing is clearly unconstitutional on its face. Its efforts to delve into criminal law, its members going on television, where even justices can watch, talking about the crimes that they hope will be prosecuted, that they're basically serving as some kind of a, of a Stalinist enterprise to turn over information. And then the hack of attorney general in New York who did exactly what President Trump did who should lose her law license but that whole system is loaded with leftists talks about possible fraud by Trump business entities have you ever seen anything like this in your life it's, it's a shock it's a shock to the system And keep in mind, these are the same people who treat you like serfs and servants. Who tell you when to wear masks, not to wear masks. Have you running in circles backwards. Who tell you you need to be vaccinated, you need to be vaccinated again, you need to get a booster, and you may need to get a booster after that. 
who tell your little kids that they have to wear masks, whether you parents like it or not, even though there's no science to back that up, period. Quite the contrary. What that does to kids psychologically is a big deal. But don't worry, illegal aliens pouring into the country by the hundreds of thousands every month, they're not subjected to any of these requirements. Why? Because Fauci decided. And Biden decided. And here we are, one star chamber after another. One star chamber after another. Really quite remarkable. One star chamber after another, yes, in Manhattan, in Albany, in Washington. The Supreme Court has become politicized. The Supreme Court should have, in fact, taken up the two cases in Pennsylvania. Now that issue, now that issue is going to percolate in every election cycle. Because John Roberts has become a buffoon. An absolute buffoon. He's no Rehnquist, that's for sure. Barrett has become a complete disaster in faster order than I could have possibly have dreamt. And really, the gold standard on the court is Clarence Thomas. He's the absolute gold standard on the court. And he'll be remembered as the... You know, we talk about Scalia. We talk about certain justices. That will be Clarence Thomas. He will go down in history as one of the greatest justices of all time. Not written by the current historians pushing critical race theory and all these cockamamie Marxist radical kook ideas. No. By real historians. 200 years from now, 300, 400 years from now. And his words and his writings speak for themselves. This is a tremendous mind, a tremendous man with courage. With courage. It's amazing how the Democrats self-righteously claim to represent minorities. And yet they hate minorities with whom they disagree. They want to destroy them. That's exactly what they tried to do. And you know who led the charge against Clarence Thomas, Mr. Producer? Joe Biden. Mr. Civil Rights Leader, who marched, he never marched. Who went to jail, he never went to jail. Who went to jail, even in South Africa, defending, I mean, opposed to apartheid. Uh, Never happened. Never happened. Or maybe Ted Kennedy. We'll forgive him for Chappaquiddick, won't we? Of course. He's Ted Kennedy. And the list goes on and on and on. All the great leaders of the Democrat Party, you know. Bob Byrd. The head Klegel of the Klan in West Virginia. Now, West Virginia? West Virginia was part of Virginia. Broke off during the Civil War. That didn't stop Byrd. They named every urinal and every truck stop after Bob Byrd. The man. The Democrat leader. But don't worry, people of color. The Democrats, they promise they're going to lead you to the promised land. Don't they do it every election? Don't they do what they say they're going to do? 
Joe Biden's done such great things for minority communities in this country. Can you name one other than putting people out of work and driving up the price of fuel and food? Can you name one illegal aliens pouring into our cities? What about that one? How about crime through the roof? One year in office. Feels like 10 years in prison. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month. And you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love free to make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for free. Imprimus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. You know, President Trump picked it up. Right away, we picked it up, too. Which was Biden's comment about, yes, he expects Russia to invade Ukraine. Outrageous comment. And now the White House is trying to clean that up. I mean, that is unbelievable. It's almost a green light to the Russians. I, Honest to God. It's incredible. And I thought President Trump on this program, exclusively on this program, is comments immediately after the Biden press conference. That's not the way it was intended to be. Nonetheless, were outstanding. Mark, why don't you ask him hard questions? Now, when the left says that, what they mean by that is, why don't you trash him like we do? In other words, make an outrageously personal attack on the president, put a question mark behind it, and pretend you're a tough journalist. I don't do that. I can't get their people on this program. I can't get them here. Don't forget, 45books.com. 45books.com. It is a fantastic book. Beautiful pictures in there. Talks about his journey together with you in the presidency. It really is a very positive, inspiring book. Uh, So I want to encourage you to take a look at it. And acquire your own copies. I think it would be, uh, I think you'd like it a lot. We got copies for every family member. And it's a substantial book. And he chose every photograph out of thousands and even provides some commentary on a number of the pages. Now, that uh, Biden press conference was really a loser. A loser. I mean, there's a lot of issues relevant to the American people that they didn't focus on. I didn't think. I mean, we have the biggest slaughter occurring in this country in God knows how long. No question. What about his contribution? His 
contribution to inflation. He's the primary reason for inflation. I love this story at NPR. Did you see that at National Pubic Radio, Mr. Producer? They're trying to pin inflation on, on Biden, the story goes. They're trying to pin inflation on Biden. What do we have National Pubic Radio for? Aren't there enough stations? There's thousands of stations. You got news stations. You got opinion stations. You got all kinds of music stations. You got even more than stay. You got podcasts, tens of thousands. of. What do we need National Pubic Radio for? Or the pubic broadcasting system? What? Oh, it's public. Excuse me. Now you tell me, Rich, after 20 years. I thought the L was silent, and as far as I'm concerned, it always will be. It always will be. I never thought I'd, I'd wish for the days where I'm longing for Jimmy Carter. You believe that? That's how bad this is. And I love these stories. The media are starting to turn on Biden. Media aren't turning on Biden. Oh, they'll do a little pirouette and a little square dance here and there because they're concerned about their own reputations. They don't want to go down with the Titanic Biden. But they're not going to turn on him, turn on him. What are they going to do? Turn on him? And then Kamala Harris? They know what a disaster she is. They know what a complete nitwit she is. But the media brought us to this point, folks. The media are participants, not, not observers, not reporters. And this is what they want to be. This is the new media school. They're participants. They're part of the whole American Marxist movement, the devouring of our institutions. And they have devoured the profession of journalism. Completely and utterly. That's why you can't stand them, because your instincts are right, and your gut's right. This is who they are. National Pubic Radio ran with a story about the Supreme Court and masks. The story was that Sotomayor, who has diabetes, wanted all the justices to wear masks. The one of them wouldn't, Gorsuch. And he would go to oral arguments without a mask, so this is why she was justicing yeah I know I made it up and it's really kind of absurd justicing like they actually promote justice uh, and that uh, that's why Sotomayor was at home with virtual whatever oral argument so John Roberts woke up Hollywood John and he puts out a statement and says nobody ever asked me to tell Gorsuch not to wear a mask this was part of the national pubic radio story Gorsuch apparently tells Shannon Bream at Fox, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Sotomayor, uh, nobody knows where she is. She's uh, virtual. And so the whole story was made up. Absolute fraud. That's National Pubic Radio. And why are they trying to pin inflation on Biden? Trump, Trump, it's Trump. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Once again, I'll be on Hannity tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And I want to thank President Trump for coming on the program last hour. Um, you heard the difference between somebody who's quite presidential and Joe Biden. And yet the media, of course, want to change all that around. We don't much care. And this is what I think that Biden said, which is the most provocative and dangerous. He made a lot of very foolish statements, but this one in particular. Go ahead. But he is trying to find his place in the world between China and the West. And so I'm not so sure that he has uh, David, I'm not so sure he has uh, certain hmm. what he's going to do. My guess is he will move in. He has to do something. And by the way, I've indicated to him the two things he said to me that he wants. I guess he will move in. I guess, in other words, he will, Putin, invade Ukraine. Go ahead. One is Ukraine will never be part of NATO. And two, that NATO or there will not be strategic weapons stationed in Ukraine. Well, we can work out something on the second piece. My, my guess is he will move in. And the White House is now spinning desperately for their media friends. For their media friends. Remember when uh, President Reagan, some of you weren't old enough, but I remind you. Remember when President Reagan talked about the evil empire, the old Soviet Union under Brezhnev and so forth, all the heat he took? How much heat do you think Biden will take? Next to none? That's my guess. And the language of the Democrats is more and more hysterical as they fear the loss of power. That if they don't win the House and the Senate in the next election cycle, we will lose our democracy. If they don't get their their voting deform act passed, enshrining their power forevermore, then people of color will never be able to vote. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Yes. Those Republicans, long history of supporting slavery and segregation and Jim... Oh, wait a minute. That's the Democrats. Here's the hyperbolic end of democracy prophecies. Hat tip, Grabian, cut one, go. The Democrats fail. It might be the end of American democracy. I think we're one election away from the end of American democracy. If they take over in 2022, that is the end of democracy and we're going to have authoritarianism. I hope that we can flip this and save democracy. If we can't, I got to, you know, I got to believe that fascism will take over in America and that will be the death of democracy. The potential death of democracy. The death of democracy. The death of democracy. The death of democracy as we know it. This protest now is not simply about the death of George Floyd. It's about the death of American democracy, decency and humanity. I'm sad to say. Whoa, 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 whoa. Isn't that Michael... Eric Dyson, American democracy. He wants to protect American democracy, Mr. Producer. I thought he supported critical race theory and opposed the white dominant society. Did he not? Now he's defending democracy. Shocking what a clown he is. Go ahead. 
lead to the, uh, the diminishment of democracy, if not its death. It almost feels like we are witnessing the, the death of democracy here. The death of democracy line stood out to me, Jonathan, because I think that's just factually correct. Kind of the end of democracy, at least the end of our democracy. The return of Donald Trump to the White House could spell the end of democracy in America. We could have a Trump presidency, and that would, in my opinion, be the end of democracy in this country. I think that could be the end of our democracy, not to be too... You know, pointed about it. Hillary Clinton said a couple of weeks ago that if he runs and wins, that could be the end of our democracy. Do you share that fear? I do. Are you going to stand by and watch this man destroy the democracy? I hope he will be beaten or else it's the end of uh, democracy as we know it. That'll be the end of democracy as we know it. It's the end of democracy. That is a recipe for the end of democracy. The country is at risk as long as one of our two major parties is so committed to destroying our democracy. January 6th is what it was, was a potential end of our democracy. It would essentially mean the end of democracy in the United States of America, and that is not hyperbole. This is democracy at stake. We are at a defining moment in our democracy, and if we don't have voting rights, I don't know that we have a democracy. In Georgia, they are trying to destroy democracy. A systematic effort to dismantle democracy, not just voter suppression, but subversion. We don't like who you voted for, so we're just going to give it to the other guy. This is the end of democracy in America. This is the beginning of the South, the South Africa strategy. If he had won, it would, we would have been, it would have been the end of this country. It would have been the end of democracy. And I am not exaggerating. I am not exaggerating. No, that's the scary part. Joy, you're an idiot. So, this isn't creating any hatred. This isn't creating any potential violence. When the media, their Democrat Party masters, when these pathetic shows with these yentas, like, uh, what is that show called? I don't know, The View. When they go on and on like this, hey, this is the end of democracy. Please pass me my uh, lobster, would you? And a lot of butter on that, would you? I can't keep this nice... Round figure, without it. This is the end of democracy. It's the end of democracy. If we have Trump, it's the end of democracy. Was it the end of democracy when we had Trump, ladies and gentlemen? No. The war on the Constitution is led by the same party that caused the Civil War. And caused long-term segregation after the Civil War. The Democrat Party, the war on democracy. If you don't support us, and they all talk the same way, they all say the same damn thing, they can't think for themselves, they just know. You know, here's the funny thing. I used to go into these studios when I was a guest, starting in the 1990s during the Clinton impeachment. Man, how long have I been doing this? 25 years or so, give or take. I would go into these studios. I wasn't a contributor early on, maybe, but I didn't like it, so I stopped. I just wanted to go on when I wanted to go on without getting any money. And you go into these makeup rooms, and they're all getting the makeup on, and it's, it's like a game. It's like a game. You had people who would constantly show up on TV, whether it was Clinton or Obama, and now it's this. They had their positions... And they would show up. They were primping their hair. They'd be staring in the, me- in the mirror. They'd be plucking their eyebrows, putting their lipstick on, checking their dress. And that's the guys. No. 
And then the guys, of course, checking the knot on their tie, making sure this their hair is in place. And, and then they'd show up, each take a corner, each take a position. It actually made me sick. They don't believe this is the end of democracy. And yet there are people out there who will believe them. Remember how often the media lectured you and me about cooling the rhetoric. Cool the rhetoric. Cool it. Only we can call people Hitler. Only we can call people anti-Semites and racists and bigots. Only we can say that there's been a coup. Only we can challenge the election results. Biden's already challenged the midterm election results. He's already challenged them during his press conference. Nobody says, hey, cut it out. The memo doesn't go out. Don't challenge the election integrity. We've had enough violence in this country. No. It's what he said today. That's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Hakeem Jeffries, who hopes to replace Nancy Eva Stretch Pelosi. And I think I'm going to call him How Come Jeffries, Mr. Producer. Does that make sense? How come he might be the Speaker of the House if the Democrats take it back one day? How come? Guy's a quack, a radical kook. That's how come. How come Jeffries? At a press conference today, cut to go. There are 16 Republican senators who voted to reauthorize the Voting Rights Act in 2006 who are still here. All you need is 10 of them. All you need is 10 of them. This has nothing to do with reauthorizing the Voting Rights Act. Why are you lying? Why are you trying to confuse people? The Freedom to Vote Act is about unfreedom. And we've talked about this till I'm blue in the face. That this is basically a Democrat Party wish list. A little bit of California, a little bit of New Jersey, a little bit of Illinois. You know, where they have the cleanest elections. A little bit of Philly, my hometown. Bring it all together and what do you get? You get this. Crap. You get elections without integrity. Go ahead. Voting rights protections in place in the United States what of America. What voting rights so- protection, pal, are you putting in place? Name one. Well, we want these drop boxes. See, that's their, that's their cause. Drop boxes. Because that's what Zuckerberg used to great effect, the drop boxes. Because it's too much, apparently, to ask the Democrat base to get off their ass and actually vote in person. It's too much to ask that we compare their signatures. It's too much to ask that they ask for a ballot. Let's send one to everybody. What could go wrong? No voter ID. No ability to challenge votes. Harvesting afterwards. What could go wrong, ladies and gentlemen? It's fantastic. And if you oppose it, you're obviously a white supremacist. Even if you aren't white, you're a white supremacist. Go ahead. Asking the question, and we'll continue to ask it, what happened to the modern-day Republican Party? Ah, shut up, you idiot. What happened to the modern-day Republican Party? Trust me, 
There's enough Svengali's in the modern-day Republican Party. But you can't get a single Republican to vote for your bill because it has nothing to do with civil rights. It has nothing to do with minorities voting. It has everything to do with enshrining the power of the Democrat Party as far as the eye can see. It's that simple. And they turn it into a civil rights act. They use Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King's birthday. We're going to launch it there. Then we'll show them. My God, we can create drama, anxiety, anger among our people in the base. We can do this. Then there's, then there's violence, and they wonder why. Because they have nothing to do with it, right? They take responsibility for nothing. Cut three, please. Go. And things aren't necessarily going to happen instantaneously. It didn't for Dr. King. It didn't no, for Rosa Oh, it didn't Park. for Dr. King, you see. And this is all about Dr. King, of course. Go ahead. It didn't Fannie Lou Hamer or John Lewis or A. Philip Randolph or Roy Wilkins or Adam Clayton Powell. A. Philip Powell. Randolph, in many respects, was a communist. Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Um, was either expelled or whatever it was from the House of Representatives for not showing up for work. He was replaced by... Uh, we all know who the congressman is who's since... Who was the guy lying on a beach chair or a beach... Uh, whatever it is in, uh, in the Dominican Republic. You remember? From Harlem. Anyway, he was replaced. Go ahead. Junior Shirley Chisholm, and we're inspired. Hugo Chavez... Cesar Chavez, we're, we're inspired wait, wait, wait by... Wait a minute, wait a minute, Hugo? No, he meant Cesar Chavez. Does he even know the things that Cesar Chavez said about people south of the border who are coming into the United States who aren't citizens and coming in illegally? We did an entire show on this, remember, Mr. Producer? Remember he called them greenbacks? Remember he said they should be reported? Remember he sent out members of his union... To monitor the southern border, to keep them out, he said that they were union busters, that they were undermining his entire movement. That's Cesar Chavez. Charlie Rangel, that's right, Charlie Rangel ran against Adam Clayton Powell Jr. and obviously won. Yeah, he won. I remember Charlie. You remember Charlie? You remember him? I remember him. Where is he? Nobody else remembers I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs, with the absolute best consumer service team, based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, 
you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Hakeem or how come Jeffries? More at his press conference today. Cut for a go. Respect the Constitution, not senatorial custom. The, 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 set, the, the Constitution is pretty clear. The framers of the Constitution understood whoa, the word. Whoa, 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 whoa. The framers? The white supremacists? The slaveholders? How can you be an American Marxist Democrat in any walk of life, politician, media, academia, Hollywood, and not be schizophrenic? There he is quoting the framers. The Constitution. I heard Nancy Eva Pelosi saying Washington and Jefferson and the others, they'd be crying today. So apparently these quote-unquote former slaveholders, and of course Franklin didn't hold slaves, but nonetheless, they're to be listened to when the end justifies the mean. Hit it! Now, now we have Senator Cory Booker on the floor of the Senate today. Cut six, go. I have a hard time listening to people that want to talk about this issue and don't talk about facts. In the United States today, (laughs) it is more difficult for the average African-American to vote than the average white American. That is not rhetoric. You know what? You're such a liar. The Democrat Party, really. It's regressing. It's resorting to the old days. It's not hard to vote in this country for anybody, including illegal aliens. What the hell is he talking about? Why do we care? I'll be right back. Levin, the George S. Patton of Talk Radio. Call him at 877-381-3811. That's 877-381-3811. Excuse me. I may need to make a correction. I did say that Cesar Chavez called individuals coming here illegally south of the border greenbacks. He called them wetbacks, not greenbacks. And we had that on a radio audio. I think it was KGA or KSFO back in the day. And they keep praising this guy. Obama praised well, It's like a national holiday. It's amazing what these Democrats get away with. Robert Byrd, Klansman, Kennedy, Chappaquiddick. Obama, Bill Ayers, and other commies. Joe Biden, segregationists. It is amazing what these Democrats get away with. But we got to get Trump, my God. Got to get him. He's a great... Th- here's, the, here's what they're doing. Because Trump has so many businesses and so much money. They're trying to go after him and hope they find anything. 
anything. They're looking at people's texts and emails, hundreds of people, to see if they, if they oppose the election of Joe Biden or, or wanted to come up with a legal strategy to challenge what was taking place. And they're doing a report on it, and they want Watergate-style hearings. I'm telling you that real historians, not the cringeworthy buffoons, phony historians dressed up as, as knowledgeable scholars, you know, just more Democrats, tenured buffoons. I am telling you that it's not they ultimately who will write history, I hope. Who wrote the history of Athens? Who wrote the history of Rome? It may take a thousand years or so. We'll be long gone and mostly forgotten, quite frankly. But what's being done now and what has been done will not be forgotten. It won't be Trump. It won't be Trump who will suffer from the history books. It'll be the American media. Enormous amount of video, enormous amount of documentation. It'll be the American Democrat Party as a party of saboteurs. The individuals who worked in the Obama Obama Biden administration. It'll be them. They won't be forgotten. They'll be condemned by history. Not recent history books, but in the far distant future. That will be their legend. That will be their legacy. They are the downfall of this country. They are the weak underbelly. As the enemy rises in China. Oh yes, Russia too. I know we have Russia supporters amongst us. Count me out. Nick Saban is the coach of the Alabama football team, Roll Tide. I'm a great fan of the University of Alabama and the Alabama football team, but not this jerk. That's right, I said it. Not this jerk. He's no Bear Bryant, that's for sure. And boy, did he screw up against Georgia. May I say, Georgia played a hell of a game, but Saban is the coach. Focus on football, you jerk. That's right, I said it. He was at a press conference yesterday. And my heart broke, not because of him, but the great Jerry West. The great Jerry West threw in with him. Five people from West Virginia. They had them do a press conference pushing the Voting Deform Act. I doubt a single one of them have read either of these two proposed laws. You want to bet? I doubt they read it at all. I doubt they would be free or willing to be questioned about these laws. But obviously they have revealed themselves. I didn't know Jerry West was from Virginia. His name should be Jerry West, Virginia. So there's Nick Saban, the loser of the year, at a press conference. Let's listen. Cut seven, go. You know, we have had several, several um, voter Can he registr- talk, this guy, uh, without a chalkboard or a, a marker board in his hand? 
Go ahead. You know, programs re- here recently, um, Alabama Athletic Civics Engagement Initiative is something that, you know, we're trying to continue to create awareness on, you know, how important it is for everyone to vote. Um, and the response, I've been very proud of our players and their response to uh, register to vote, um, be prepared and educated on how, you know, they can, you know, vote absentee. Um, so I'm, I've been very pleased with that. And I know it's kind of out there uh, that uh, I can tell you we're not endorsing any candidates. I've never endorsed a candidate, uh, nor will I ever endorse a candidate or get involved in politics in any way, shape, or form. You just did, genius. Go ahead. My place. Um, but I do think it is very, very important that, you know, every American uh, – you know, has a voice and uses their opportunity to vote uh, so their voice is heard. And I would uh, encourage everyone to do that, and I certainly would do that, even though I do it absentee, and I don't even know when Election Day is sometime if we have a game that week. I get that, but um, I just think it's important that everybody creates an awareness for the importance of being able to do that, and our players have done a good job of that. Well, what does that have to do with the uh, Democrats pushing their crap? Nothing. Nothing. What does that have to do with it? He just said they they teach how to go vote, how to do absentee voting. That's good, right? So I assume you oppose, Coach. I call you Coach. I feel like I know you. So I assume, Coach, you oppose mailing ballots to every address, don't you? I assume, Coach, you support voter ID. Do you? Do you? I assume you oppose voter harvesting where operatives for political parties, a.k.a. Democrats, Communist Party, what have you, after the vote is done, can go into nursing homes and other places and collect those votes, those ballots from people that, that never quite made it to the, to the proper voting place. Is that okay? You all right with that? How about, uh, how about this uh, Zucker turd? And $417 million that he poured into the election to basically take over the local public election offices. You for that, Coach? You like that? I wouldn't think you would. No, but I, I'm, I'm going to stay out of politics. I'm going to stay out of politics. Guy's not even from Alabama, is he? I don't think so. And stay out of, maybe he is. I don't know. I'm going to stay out of politics. I'm not, I'm not endorsing any candidates here, mind you. Uh, actually, you are. Actually, you are. Sam Stein was on the Morning Joe show. Who is Sam Stein, Mr. Producer? I don't have the foggiest idea. Who is he? Oh, he's with Politico. So he's a Democrat hack. Sam Stein, everybody. Yeah. No wonder they have such great ratings. Polling shows many give Joe Biden an F. That shows the hatred on the right. You understand? That's what it shows. Cut eight, go. And Sam Stein, uh, this morning political and morning consult has new polling out on Biden's first year. What does it tell us? 
Well, it's we, we asked uh, respondents to give him a, a letter grade. Um, and the reason for doing mm. that was not to be cheeky about it, um, but to get a measurement of... Does this just, guy weigh like 380 pounds, 5'3", Mr. Producer? That's what he sounds like to me. Like he has extra fat tissue in his gums or mouth or something. Well, what he said, or he's eating, you know, like a bologna sandwich. Go ahead. Uh, actual attitudes were. For instance, if it's all B's and C's, people think he's doing an okay job, but maybe he could do better. What we found was a little bit alarming for Biden, which is a lot of people gave him an F, and that's a measurement of just how much hatred uh, there is for him, especially on the right. 69% of self-identified Republicans giving him an F grade suggesting... Hey, hey, Sam, hey, Sam. Initials SS. Uh, Sam Stein, uh, could it be that he is a crappy president? Could it be? Are the Republicans out there calling him uh, Jim Crow? Are the Republicans out there saying he's destroying democracy? They should be. Uh, what, 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 what did the uh, Democrats give Trump? And it just shows you, ladies and gentlemen, the hatred there is for Joe Biden, especially on the right. Not that he's a crappy president. No, no, no. It's the hatred for him. And uh, what did the F show when the Democrats gave that to, to uh, Trump? They're genius. The Democrats, they're just brilliant. They see through all this, and, and so they saw Trump as the danger that he was. Go ahead. Empathy towards Biden, it's, it's, um, it's, it's much more than that. It's much more emotional. The thing that really jumped out to me is when we measured They did a on- survey, and they can tell it's emotional? What, is this guy a psychic? No, he's a psycho. Yes, we did a survey, and we could see that the right wing... The Republican Party, 69% of Republicans, that's right wing. And, and with them, it's, it's more emotional. Go ahead. Uh, and we asked for uh, letter grades. On the issue of unity. Um, I give you is... an F, you jerk. I give you a U, too. I give him an F and a U, Mr. Producer. Fact, I'd say let's go Sam Stein. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Eric Adams, you may know, is the new mayor of New York City. And he was at a press conference today. The press conferences were hot and heavy today among the Democrats. Hot and heavy. Joe Biden, 
his second press conference of his presidency in the United States, Mr. Producer. What a performance. It reminds me of Dr. Erwin Corey, Professor Erwin Corey, the late, great Professor Erwin Corey. But here's Eric Adams about riding on the New York City subway. Now, obviously it's not a joke. The murder rates are high. This poor young woman who was working at a furniture store while going to graduate school at UCLA, some piece of crap who's been arrested multiple times, who's violent, goes into the store. This young girl had texted a girlfriend and said that she was concerned about him moments before he stabbed her to death. A 23-year-old young girl stabbed her to death. Or what about the Asian-American who was pushed onto the subway track? Just pushed from behind. And was crushed by the subway. Americans want law and order. Americans want law and order. And they want equal justice. We have over 500 people who are in jails, as I understand it, for trespassing or parading on government property in Washington, D.C., I'm not talking about people who breached the Capitol building. I'm talking about people who were outside on the lawn. They're being treated as political prisoners. We have judges. Every damn one of them, if we had a serious judicial system, would be forced to resign with the comments that they have made. Particularly one of them, an Obama appointee. The comments that she has made, politically way over the top. Outrageous what's happened to our judicial system. From the Supreme Court down. From the Supreme Court down. Murderers, rapists roaming the street. And not just American citizens who are murderers and rapists. Foreigners pouring over the border by the hundreds of thousands. But that's okay. We got to get Donald Trump, you see. Here's Eric Adams. Hat tip, New York Post, cut 10, go. Our system must be safe. Uh, It must be safe from actual crime, which we are going to do. Uh, And it must be safe from those who feel as though there's a total level of disorder in our subway system. Day one, January 1, when I took the train, I saw the homelessness, the yelling, the screaming early in the morning. Uh, crimes right outside of uh, the platform. Uh, we know we have a job to do. and We're going to do both. We're going to drive down crime and we're going to make sure New Yorkers feel safe in our subway system. And they don't feel that way now. I don't feel that way when I take the train every day or when I'm moving. Well, get on with it. Get on with it. We have a governor here in Virginia. He didn't even wait till Monday. On Sunday, he's he's acting. This guy, Yunkin, is really turning out to be quite the star. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, 
deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Well, let us continue. We've got... uh, Did you know John Kerry's still flying around the world? Anybody care? I don't really care. Do you, Mr. Producer? On climate change, when you consider the amount of, not just fuel he's using, but methane he leaves behind him, it's kind of grotesque, isn't it? Most of you who work for a living, or even don't, probably didn't tune into the Joe Biden press conference. Uh, There were a few things I thought that were noteworthy that I want to play for you and comment upon them. So here's Biden today. Uh, cut 15, go. I know some of my colleagues will get into some specific issues, but I wanted to zoom out on your first year in office. Inflation is up. Uh, your signature domestic legislation is stalled in Congress. In a few hours from now, the Senate, uh, an effort in the Senate to deal with voting rights and voting, uh, voting reform legislation is going to fail. COVID-19 is still taking the lives of 1,500 Americans every day. And the nation's divisions are just as raw as they but were. But other than that, you're doing a hell of a job, Joe. Lunch bucket. You're doing a hell of a job there, pal. Go ahead. Did you overpromise to the American public what you could achieve in your first year in office? Did you overpromise? You- or are you just a dumb you know what? I mean, which one is it? It's one or the other. Go ahead. Course correct going forward. Why are you such an optimist? Look, <laughs> I didn't overpromise. And what I have probably uh, outperformed what anybody thought would happen. Uh, what? The- who is that? Who thought he outperformed? Other than Nancy Pelosi, who is really a mental case. Who? Even Joe Biden looks at him in a funny. Did you notice that? What's he going to say and do next? Go ahead. Is that uh, we're in a situation where uh, we have made enormous out. progress. You mentioned the number of deaths from COVID. Well, it was uh, three times that not long ago. It's coming down. Everything's changing. Uh, uh, Hello. Hello. More people have died on your watch, pal. That's your test. And you're responsible for every one of them. That's your test. Go ahead. Look, um, I didn't overpromise. But I think if you take a look at what we've been able to do, uh, you'd have to acknowledge we made enormous progress. You have. Folks, you need to put this in the proper context. He's made enormous progress. He's made enormous progress for illegal aliens. He's made enormous progress for the communist Chinese regime. He's made enormous progress for fascistic Putin. Enormous progress for the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran. Enormous progress for the inbred in North Korea. The progress has been enormous. It's just us. The American people are getting the back of his hand. Go ahead. The things that I think is something that uh, one thing I haven't been able to do so far is get my the Republican friends. I think are, not is. Just, just thought I'd point that out. Go ahead. 
get in the game and making things better in this country. Get in the game and making things better for this guy. Is this the guy that spends half his presidency in Wilmington, Delaware, Mr. Producer? Quarter of his presidency. Who noticed? Who knew? Just get in the game and make things better for people, you know. That, that's what I'm all about. I mean, what did the Republicans propose? Well, let's see. Securing the border, supporting the military, supporting the police, throwing thugs in prison, throwing illegal aliens out when they come across the border. What else? Real quality education, substantive education, not Democrat Party and Marxist ideology like critical race theory or, ooh, we're all transitioning now. How about that? That's a good start. How about that? That's what we stand for, Joe. We also stand for getting rid of you, you jerk. Cut 16, go. I did not anticipate that there'd be such a stalwart effort to make sure that the most important thing was that President Biden didn't get anything done. Think about this. No, 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 no. You had bipartisan support from the likes of Mitch McConnell and his ilk. What did they spend? $1.9 trillion on infrastructure. Ooh. And by the way, have you driven around Washington, D.C. lately? It's all about infrastructure. Subways being finished, overpasses, underpasses, side passes, all kinds of stuff being built left and right and right and left. Tons. And so the people in Northern Virginia, the people of Maryland around the Washington, D.C., they all owe you in America a lot of gratitude. You're building a ton of roads for us. It's one of the reasons I'm getting the hell out of here. Did I mention that? I did. Cut 17, go. You mentioned your Republican colleagues, but right now your top two legislative priorities, your social spending package and voting rights legislation are stalled. In other words, your your Marxism and your destruction of our voting system, they're stalled. They're stalled. And I want you to think of something, folks. What if they had 55 in the Senate? I talked about this the other day. All this stuff would be flying through. It's frightening. Go ahead. After months of negotiation, you are only guaranteed control of Washington for one more year before the midterms. Do you need to be more realistic and scale down these priorities in order to get something passed? No, I'm lunch bucket Joe. I have the pulse of the people, even though I myself don't have a pulse. Go ahead. No, I don't think so. When you say more realistic, I think it's extremely realistic to say to people, because let me back up. You all really know the politics of this country and your networks and others. You've spent a lot of time, which I'm glad you do, polling this data, determining where they, what the American people's attitudes are, et cetera. American people overwhelmingly agree with me on prescription drugs. They overwhelmingly agree with me on the cost of American education. people cannot stand you. They can't stand you. Prescription drugs? You've caused it. You've caused a situation where the American people are having difficulty putting food on the table. Where they have to spend a fortune for transportation, you idiot. Where we were energy independent, now we're energy dependent. The borders are wide open. Crime's going through the roof. You're living in your own world there, pal. The one between your ears. And it's, and it's a dark, hollow world. It's cold up there. Go ahead. They overwhelmingly agree with me on early education. 
They overwhelm go on the list on 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 early education. Right, that's right. Teach them CRT earlier and earlier. And ladies and gentlemen, when they say things like this, this 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 is how they're tested. Do you believe young children should be educated earlier? Well, of course I do. Even if it causes us to go into severe debt, even if they're going to learn. Uh, about uh, gender and how you can change your gender, even if they're going to learn critical race theory? No, come to think of it, I don't support that. Go ahead. And so we just have to make the case what we're for and what the other team's not Yeah, for. that's the problem. You know, the press on your side, propaganda's weak. No, no, they just have to make the case, you see, ladies and gentlemen, that inflation is good, massive debt is good, especially for your children and grandchildren. It's wonderful. Wide open borders where God knows who's coming in and God knows what other than killer drugs are coming in. Yeah, just make the case to the American people. What's the problem? Centralized programming decisions among bureaucrats who don't know you. Take over the health care system. That's right. That's what we got to make. A, we got to make a better case. Destroy our voting system so there's no voter ID. So any Tom, Dick and Harry can vote. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Just make our case to the American people. Go ahead. You mentioned Republicans and reaching out to them. Some Republicans who may be open to major changes on voting rights, for instance, like Mitt Romney. He says he never even received a phone call from this White House. Thank what? God, Mitt Romney, the idiot. Uh, yes, I, I am fully prepared to assist the Democrats, but you've offended me. You haven't called me. You haven't called me, Joe. I'm deeply hurt by this. Don't you understand? I'm the one Republican who voted to convict Trump on one of the charges. I'm an independent thinker. Didn't you see me on 60 Minutes or, or CNN with uh, one of the reprobates? Didn't you see me, Joe? I'm really cool. I'm an independent thinker. And by the way, look at my hair, Joe. A little dabble, do you? I have the best hair in politics, Joe. I really do. All right, I'll be right back. Mark Who are you calling a big dope? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know what Biden spelled backwards is, don't you, Mr. Producer? Net a bit. Ah, uh, Biden. Which cut was it that we wanted to go to? Oh, cut 22. We Did go you to, ever think yeah. that one man out of office could intimidate an entire party? Is he talking about Obama again? Go ahead. Willing to take any vote contrary to what he thinks should be taken. That's fair- not what's going on. That's not what's going on, low IQ. You have done more to unite the Republican Party. You. Because you have, in fact, embraced the Marxist elements in your party. You say you're not Bernie Sanders. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're Bernie Sanders. Oh, maybe you're AOC. In the right light, you might even be Talib, quite frankly. Go ahead. He's in the primary. I've had five 
Republican senators. Now, here's where he lies. You know, the guy makes stuff up. All he said five Republican senators. Go ahead. Talk to me. Bump into me, quote unquote. Or sit with me. Who've told me that they agree with whatever I'm talking about for them to do. But what? Joe, if I do it, I'm going to defeat it in a primary. Oh, yeah, right, Joe. That's what they said to you. Now, Joe, uh, we'd vote for your Marxist agenda. We really would. We would vote so the Democrats would beat our ass in elections from sea to shining sea. We really would. We would vote to nationalize raising families with family leave. We would vote to increase our debt by another $5 trillion. We would. We would vote to give rights to illegal aliens. We would vote, Joe, to do all these things and more. But we might be facing a primary. What would we do then? We might be facing a primary. That's right. Five of them told Joe that. He's such a liar. Go ahead. We got to break that. It's got to change. We got to break that as he cringes. His eyes get tighter and tighter as he focuses in. Like he's having a bow moment. Here's some breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this. Sarah Bloom Raskin, President Joe Biden's pick for a top Federal Reserve role, has been heralded on the left as a climate crusader, a reputation that will complicate her confirmation process. Washington Examiner. The major focus of Republican arguments against Raskin will feature her view that climate change is a systemic risk to the U.S. financial system and that the Fed should play a role in mitigating that risk, the nature of her position. Okay, but Joe's a moderate. He's not, he's not Bernie Sanders or AOC, although, as I said, Talib in the right light. So he just nominated the head of the Federal Reserve, this kook who believes that we should use our finances relevant to climate change. The nature of her positions and the power, the role she would have, will also come under Republican magnifying glass. Sarah Bloom Raskin has specifically called for the Fed to pressure banks to choke off credit to traditional energy companies and exclude those employers from any Fed emergency lending facilities. Mr. Producer, would you do a quick Google search and see if this is Jamie Raskin's wife? Or sister. That's Sarah Bloom Raskin. Maybe it's his wife. I have serious concerns that if nominated, she would abuse the Fed's narrow statutory mandates on monetary policy, says Toomey, to have the central bank actively engaged in capital allocation. Such actions not only threaten both. What is it? Oh, it's his wife. So he gets a reward for. It's what it says here. Raskin, the wife of Democratic Representative Jamie Raskin of Maryland is no newcomer to the central bank's leadership. She previously served as a governor at the Fed from 2010 to 14, before she was chosen by Barack Milhouse Benito Obama to serve as Deputy Secretary of the Treasury. Yes, I think I would have some concern, too, because, concern because Raskin is an old red, as I've explained over and over and over again. So they want to double-dip as they live off the taxpayers. 
Raskin among the most radical of radicals in the House. Seriously, folks, he's among the kookiest of the kooks. Chip off the old Red Father's block. And his wife wants to use the position of the chairman of the Fed to push climate change policy. And to cut off banks and businesses that don't agree with her. Oh! Who's killing democracy? I forgot. Who is it? Her. Him. Them. A senior Republican Senate aide predicted to the Washington Examiner that Raskin's nomination would be a tough lift for Democrats. The aide referred to Raskin as a climate alarmist who predicts the end of days for the American financial system if the Fed doesn't become the next environmental protection agency. Doesn't the Fed have enough trouble doing its job, like making sure our money is sound? Desmond Lachman, a senior fellow at the Conservative Enterprise, American Enterprise Institute, it's not that conservative, told the Washington Examiner Raskin has a reputation for taking a much tougher line on bank regulation than Randy Quarles. I didn't know Randy Quarles was on the Federal Reserve, did you, Mr. Producer? Isn't he an actor? Uh, who she would replace. Lockman said her hearing would be more contentious. Let's hope so. Let's see here as I go over this. Oh, yes. Well, but Joe is a moderate. Joe is not Bernie Sanders. He's not Bernie Sanders? Who is he? Is he the Raul Castro of the Castro family? What, what is Joe? A useful idiot for the left? Yeah, he could be that. He could be both. It doesn't much matter. Anybody concerned there, outside of we constitutional conservatives, that Mrs. Raskin, of the Raskin, Raskin and Raskin Red Movement, would be head of the Fed, pushing her climate change agenda and cutting off banks and other institutions that don't agree with it? Who's going to kill democracy, ladies and gentlemen? This woman should be chased as far away from Washington, D.C. as possible. I'll be right back. Plastic conservative fire. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Joe Biden. Aren't we proud? Joe Biden says, I don't look bad on my own. I'm doing a hell of a job. We've made enormous progress here. It's Mitch McConnell who's making me look bad. Cut 21, go! This afternoon, the Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said that the midterm elections are going to be a report card on your progress on inflation, border security, and standing up to Russia. Do you think that that's a fair way to look at it? And if so, how do you think that report card looks right now? I think report cards will look pretty good. That's Hey, look, my report card, you know, I have a higher IQ than you. That's right. I graduated in the top 10% of my class. I took two majors. That's right. I went to school on a scholarship. So I'm glad you asked me about my report card. Remember all that crap? What kind of questions, what kind of report card do you have? Rich, what kind of report card do you have? Straight A's, I assume. 
Go ahead. That uh, Mitch has been very clear. <laughs> He's do anything to prevent Biden from being a success. I, I, and I, I get on with Mitch. I actually like Mitch McConnell. You're I the like one. one. But he has one straightforward objective. Make sure that there's nothing I do that makes me look Hey, good. dummy, he led a bipartisan effort. Not a bisexual effort, bipartisan. Some people get that confused. Not I. He left a bi, led a bipartisan effort. 19 republics voted for the Democrats to spend $1.9 trillion in infrastructure. The problem is only about 10% of it was actually infrastructure. Did you know that? Yes, you did. It's like the COVID-19 vote. Look at the money we passed for COVID-19. It's going for this. It's going for that. It's going $400 billion they can't find. Where's Jackie Mason when we need him, Jill? Where's our man, Jackie? But this is the one that gets me. Cut 19, Mr. Producer. Go. Speaking of voting rights legislation, if this isn't passed, do you still believe the upcoming election will be fairly conducted and its results will be legitimate? Well, it all depends on uh, whether or not we're able to make the case to the American people that some of this is being set up to try to alter the outcome of the election. There you go, folks. There you go. This is something I pointed out the other evening. The Democrats are talking out of both sides of their mouth. If they lose, then the election is simply not legitimate. There was suppression. There was repression. That's right. But if they win, don't you dare say a damn thing about this election... Senator Mike Rounds of South Dakota, he'll confirm that this was a fair election. Now, Trump and you Trumpers, you better not say a word about 2020, despite them saying endlessly words about 2016, and now setting up the situation if they don't win. And it's because the Republicans believe in voter suppression, repression, because they don't want black people to vote. Oh, that's it. How did they figure that out? They don't want old people to vote. They don't want young people to vote. They don't want the middle class to vote. Well, they're going to have a problem winning if they don't want anyone to vote, you know. The same damn party that doesn't care how you vote, it wants to ram its agenda down your throat no matter what. But you heard what he said, folks. I'm sure he'll come under great criticism from fake Tapper. Oh, yeah. From D. Lemon. Whatever happened to Fredo, by the way? Is Fredo, uh, where is Fredo Cuomo? Do we know, Mr. Producer? He and Andrew have a lot of time off, don't they? Notice all the cases were dropped against Andrew by Democrat district attorneys? Well, we didn't have enough of the groping, the touching, the fondling, molesting. It was all circumstantial. He said, she said, he said, he said, or whatever. All circumstantial. What about Fredo? I thought Fredo was going to sue the Constipated News Network. Where's that lawsuit? I've been waiting for that. He's going to sue Jeff Mother Zucker. There's another one. His girlfriend is the executive vice president of CNN or something to that. That's been reported. I don't know. What do I know? I only know what I read. I don't know. 
over there. The guy's dropping his pants during Zoom. You got another one grabbing women. You got this guy dating the executive vice president. All kinds of stuff at that constipated news network. Maybe somebody will do a movie. Remember they did a movie on Fox? Maybe they'll do a movie on Jeff Zucker. Boy, they're going to have to find one hell of an ugly actor for him, aren't they, Mr. Producer? Ooh, baby. Wow. By the way, whatever happened to, uh, what is it, Alec Baldwin? What's his deal? They subpoenaed his stuff? He still hasn't turned it over or something? We don't hear from him anymore either. Oh, my goodness, a flash in the pan. Flash in the pan. All right, so in other words, Biden is saying, uh, hey, if we don't win, uh, they don't pass what I want. Now, the great Peter Ducey, a.k.a. the Deuce, he got to ask a question of Biden. Biden tried to mock him, but, of course, the Deuce has 300 IQ points above the, above the Biden. And he didn't let the Deuce have a follow-up question. Did everybody notice that? I noticed that. Cut 23, go. I know you do. All right. I, None of them make a lot of sense to me, but I... I well, nothing well, makes let, a lot of sense to you. Go ahead. Let's try Fire away. Come a on. new year. Uh, why are you trying so hard in your first year to pull the country so far to the left? Well, I'm not. I don't know what you consider to be too far to the left. If, in fact, we're talking about making sure that we had the money for COVID, making sure we had the money to put together the bipartisan infrastructure, making sure we were able to provide for those things that, in fact, would significantly reduce the burden. You know exactly what he's talking about, Dumbo, because you had these phony historians in your Oval Office the first, second, or third week that you were in the Oval Office, and they were telling you, Joe... Move fast. Do as much as you can. You could be the new FDR. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. You can be the next Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I can? Yes, you can. You can be the next Franklin Delano Roosevelt. With a little Woodrow Wilson in there, you know. Your little problem with racism. Go ahead. People but make them, they have to continue to work hard. I don't know how that is. Oh, now I understand. Now, here's where Joe, I was afraid he was literally going to leave the podium and attack this reporter. I was afraid he was going to attack this reporter and somebody might have to tackle him. Cut 24, go. You know, you talk, you campaigned and, and you ran on a return to civility. And I know that you dispute the characterization that you called folks who would oppose those voting bills um, as being Bull Connor or George Wallace. But you said that they would be sort of in the, the same camp. No, uh, I didn't say that. Look what I said. Go back. We to did me. look at what you said, moron. We actually heard what you said. Do you know what you said? Do you understand what you said? Go ahead. I said, and tell me if you think I called anyone who voted on the side of the position taken by Bull Connor that they were Bull Connor. Oh, I see. I see. How are you ready? This is how it goes. I didn't call him Hitler. I said, the look is similar. The expression similar. 
The words are similar. The viewpoint's similar. But I never said he's Hitler. For God's sakes, don't ever say I said that. Don't you know how to work? Don't you know how to read? You're a journalist, for God's sakes. Go ahead. And that is an interesting reading of English. You, you, I assume you got into, into journalism because you like to write. So did you expect that that would work with Senators Manchin or, or Cinema? Um, no, here's argument? the thing. There's certain things that are so consequential. You have to speak from your heart as well as your head. I was speaking out forcefully. No, what- not your heart or your head. You were speaking through your ass. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Ladies and gentlemen, do not forget, 9.25 Eastern Time in the United States of America. I will be, in fact, on the Fox News channel with my dear friend Sean Hannity. Now, you have New Year's goals and you need energy to tackle them, right? Introducing a new way to start your day. Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy you need and are good for you. Wow. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, candy for a quick pick-me-up. No. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews, and they are good, to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Please give it a try. You can thank me later. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique, clinically researched grapeseed extract promote heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beach Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. That's right, blood pressure. So for my listeners alone, just you, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at levinsbeats.com, L-E-V-I-N-S-B-E-E-T-S.com, or call their toll-free number. 866-205-4907. Hello, 866-205-4907. This is their best offer available anywhere, anytime. That's levinsbeats.com, up to 45% off at levinsbeats.com or 866-205-4907. Let's take some calls, shall we? I think we shall. Jim in New York City, the great WABC. Go right ahead, Jim. Hello, Jim. Jim, is that you? Jim is a liberal. I can hear all the air moving from one eardrum to the other. Can you, Mr. Producer? All right, let's go to Joel. Calumet, Michigan, XM Satellite. How are you, Joel? Great one. I thank you for tonight's show. Uh... My seven-year-old daughter loves when you tell the big old dumb, uh, dumb uh, idiots to get off the phone, so she always chuckles. But I was listening to his bumbling uh, press conference today when I was yeah, blowing yes. snow, and uh, he rattled off about the Afghanistan thing. You know, why are we getting out of Afghanistan? It's costing us a billion dollars a week. So Mr. Fiscal Conservative wants to get out yeah. of Afghanistan. A billion dollars a week times 20 years, Mark, is I think about $1 trillion, $40 billion. And we just spent mm-hmm. how many trillions of dollars on infrastructure? And he wants to spend how many trillion more? And it's just crazy ends. that no one... It's just 
commonsensical, you know, like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm getting out of Afghanistan because we can't afford it. Really? You know, I mean, I, I'm not sure who believes them on that. I mean, it's a trillion dollars we spent, and we spend trillions like you dropping a quarter in a gumball You're right. Machine. It's like nothing. Like nothing. They want to spend more, and it'll never be enough. Never. It'll never be enough. And my seven-year-old daughter, who loves when you tell them to get off the phone, you big dope, you know, she's going to be paying for it, you know, and my other kids are. and they, They're all they going to be to smothered every- by this. This is wealth that's yet been created that we are spending. They won't even be able to take care of themselves. They won't even be able to pay the interest on the debt. This is frightening what we're doing to our kids. And they could care less. Hey, look here, we're going to give, uh, you're going to have 12 weeks off with pay. 12 weeks off with pay? Who asked for that? You know, yeah. what, what kind of psychology is this, what they're turning us into here? They're turning us into, uh, into the French. Do you want to be part of the French, Mr. Uh, uh, sir? Joel? No, I don't. I, mean, I, run, I run my own business. I'm working 12, 14 hours a day just to, mm-hmm. just to keep it going, you know, and they, you know, they're going to be wasting it. My kids, they're giving them a good education along with my wife and I, Mark. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's time to wake up and, you know, before it's too late. So, I, again, right, I thank friend. you for all your, for all your uh, wisdom. Thank you, Joe. By the way, where is Calumet? I don't know. We're up in Upper Michigan, Mark, right along the shores of Lake Superior. We've got. I thought so because inches. of your accent. You sound almost That's a little right. Canadian. We got about fourteen inches of snow, and it didn't shut nothing down. Brought the kids to school today. Plowed snow, and while I was plowing snow, I when I caught Dumbo's. I mean Biden's press conference, and uh, you know I couldn't couldn't believe that. I thought, Joe, where I am there. in Loudoun County, Virginia, where well, we know is uh, ground zero, but at least we have a real governor who's trying to put an end to this. If there's a forecast of two inches of snow, they shut the schools. Just a forecast. Well, that's, that's a dusting for us, Mark. We, we go by, you know, six inches, eight inches. Lake Superior gives us all the snow, but it's a great place mm-hmm. to live. And, uh, you know, winter's winter, and we love it. And uh, Don't be mad at me, know, Joel. I hate the snow. I can't stand it anymore. Well, it, it melts eventually. But keep doing what yes. you're doing. Great one. We love you in Upper Michigan. And uh, hopefully we Thank can get rid you, of Joel. our wonderful governor, Whitmer. So have a good one. Thanks. Oh, yes. She's the best. Thank you, my friend. I would encourage her to keep wearing a mask, wouldn't you, Mr. Producer? Oh, I would double mask if I were her. Just to, just to be sure. How much time do I have? Well, let's go to Lee in Haysburg, Mississippi, XM Satellite. Lee, how are you? I'm good, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. I've been listening to you for a long time. Finally got to talk. Um, um, Do these liberals... I mean, do they even know about, you know, who are these people that they're talking about that can't vote? Have any of these people come, actually, like, come forward and said, I, hey, I don't I know. I, I mean, if it's systemic and there's so many, you would think there'd be massive class action lawsuits under under the 1965 Civil Rights. I don't know who all these people are who couldn't. It's easier to vote today than it's ever been in American history. This is all B.S., I guess if you have to get off your backside and go vote, that that's discriminatory. I don't know what they're talking about, and they don't know what they're talking about. These are just all lies. Yes. Well, I appreciate what you do, and I I listen to you every day on my way home from work. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. David, you got like 40 seconds. Gainesville, South Carolina, go right ahead. 30. Mark, is David. Uh, thank you for the book, American Marxism. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. My concern is for the cognitive ability of Joe Biden. During I his agree last with you. 
Keeps walking into walls, I noticed. All right, my friend. Sorry, David. I got to run. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel in 30 minutes. 9.25 Eastern Time. I'll be on Hannity. I don't know what the hell I'm going to say, but I'll be there. I hope you'll join me. Let's have some fun. See you tomorrow.